0: Side, he's flat push all day. You know what I'm saying, I'm kicking it right now. My man, Cash, going to yawn in the building with that, <laughs> right? What's my good? energy, up, man? What you gonna <laughs> learn about me, that My energy is up, bro. I'm always on hype type of timing, man.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm staying that, hey. I definitely staying that, hey, man. I mean, my energy a little low because I just got off work, but it's all right, you know.
0: Nah, nah, it's cool, it's cool, cause I'm, I was out here and shit, and when I seen it DM, was like, oh yeah, that's right. And I was like, oh shit, it's supposed to be at five o'clock. Fucking light like my me. Hell yeah. Nah, it's all good though. Hold on, I'm out there. I just said, chill, sure, hold on, hold on something. Ah, like I said, you caught me outside. Yeah, I'm out here mad traffic and shit, so I'm like, let me sit somewhere where I'm gonna hear you to the best of my abilities. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely understand that. I understand
0: that. Uh, tell the people a little about yourself, man. Tell the people about yourself. Uh, let's see. Where do I start? I'm, a, I'm an artist, first and foremost. Recorded artist, writer, uh, cameraman. I shoot videos and do photography. Um, what's crazy about me, I make beats too, but I ain't really been on the beats in like a whole year. I kind of fell off of that. Like, that's, that's just something I do for fun. Like, Whatever I feel like, you know, I want to hear a new sound, I just jump on. I just jump on, you know, the jump on a program and just start making beats and stuff like that, but I'm a rapper first and foremost. And I don't even like using that term rapper because everybody claim that they are a rapper. So I just say I'm an artist, I'm a lyricist, I'm a I'm a song creator, you know what I'm saying? Cuz everybody can rap, but not everybody can make a song.
1: Yeah, I definitely understand that people uh, they crack on me cuz I say I'm an artist. I don't like saying I'm a rapper because I do more yeah. than, anything. I'm not just a rapper, rapper is so one dimensional. I, I'm not just that. I can do so much more than that, you know. I understand.
0: That's a fact, right. I feel like rapper, like like when you say you're a rapper, like that's a generic statement. Like everybody claim that they're a rapper, but are you a artist? Like you know what I'm saying? Like what else can you do besides rap?
1: <laughs> big facts, big facts. Yeah, I
0: understand that. Definitely
1: understand that. So tell the people about your project you got um you got just came out. Oh, this this is the
0: fifth and final mixtape that I just dropped a couple days ago actually called This Rap Shit Ain't Working. So basically the title came about how I said I was gonna quit music for a little bit. I'm like, yo, fuck this. I'm not really gonna do this shit no more. And I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna quit music per se. Like, you know, music as in in general, I'm just gonna quit doing mixtapes and I'm gonna like elevate myself to do albums. I feel like after five mixtapes, like I already proved (laughs) I can rap. You know what I'm saying? I prove I can make songs. I prove I can work with people. And that was like, come to a point where we invest so much as artists into mixtapes. It's like, yo, we gotta start getting paid for this shit now. So now I'm moving on to like, you know, like next year I want to do a debut album. I want to like, you know, get a BMI, PRO, all this good stuff where, you know, we can start making profit off this. Right. You know what I'm yeah. if, if I, if I mixtapes, man, I don't know that many people that have five mixtapes. And I just started taking this shit seriously in like 2016. I've been writing since I was in junior high school, like 04, 03. But I ain't really put together no body of work until 2016 where I felt like I understood being an artist a little bit more better, songwriting a little bit more better. So I was like, yo, fuck it. Like, why why not do it now when I had just graduated college in 2016 also? So I was like, all right. A little college gift to myself. I'll put a mixtape up.
1: Yeah, definitely. I definitely understand that. Uh, so, you know, I, I definitely got a chance to listen to it a little bit. I like the sound. I love the sound. So, you know, you definitely have that. uh thank you, thank you. New York sound. I always love that New York rap. It's always, it's unique. It can't nobody, nobody but from New York can understand that sound. And It's
0: just, it's just something about it. special. I definitely that, you know. This is this this is the motherland right here. Hip hop started here, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop started here and it spread everywhere else. You know what I mean? So, I feel like I feel like when you're from New York, you have to have like a, you got a certain standard when you're an artist. Like everybody has this level that they try to either get to or be better than. I feel like for me, it's like I don't. I don't need a level. I'm my own person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. am my own level in my own eyes. Like, I, I said, a said it for myself and I just stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Big facts,
1: big facts. I understand that. I definitely understand that. So, uh, it ain't about what they think about you, it's just what you think about yourself, man. What you think about yourself. If you think you great, you think you the best, then you are that, that's, that's
0: that. Yeah, me, me personally, I feel like there's always room for improvement and always room for knowledge, so, I'm the best for myself. I can't say I'm better than everybody that's around me because I feel like that's a selfish statement. I know what I'm capable of, I know what I can do, I know what I can say, I know how I can formulate a song, I know how I can write a hook, write a verse, whatever the case may be, but I'm I'm always looking to improve and elevate myself as the artist. So I can't say I'm really better than anybody else right now. Like everybody is everybody, is everybody. you're your own person, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, definitely. I definitely understand that. Hey, you know, look at Drake. They say he the, he's the best rapper out right now, and even still, he's constantly evolution- evolutionizing his sound. He has look at him from, you know, even five years ago, he's a completely different artist to now. So it's like, you know, it's just, like you said, it's always, you know, improving, growing, getting better every day. Mm-hmm. Now, Drake,
0: that's really how you mentioned Drake, because I was actually just having a conversation with myself about Drake the other day. I was like, yo, Drake is one of the few artists that stayed relevant for like 10 plus years. And I saying, I remember listening to Drake, I think it was like 08, 09. We in 2020 right now when that man is still bettering himself as an artist. Like, I, I, I admire stuff like that. And I feel like that's how you create longevity. When you willing to better yourself and take advice and not act like you know everything, I feel like, you know, you, you end up like a Drake. You end up like a Jay-Z. You end up like, you know what I'm saying? Like the greats that have stayed relevant for so many years and still doing better for themselves.
1: Exactly, I definitely understand that. Cause like you said, it's, uh, it's about improving. Cause even, even Jay-Z, you know, look at his last album, you know, like his last actual album, 444, 4, 4, and then look at something like, The Black Album, that's two totally different artists. But at the same time, you can hear the improvement in his delivery, his flows, just his concepts and the way he's writing his music itself. It's just beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's a fact. Now, you know what's crazy? I'm not, I really wasn't up on Jay-Z like that growing up, but as years progressed, as I did start to listen to Jay-Z, I'm like, oh wow, like I feel this guy. And to me, this is an arguable statement, To me, 444 was his best album. I agree. I agree. In my eyes, I feel like that was his best album because I heard the grown man in Jay-Z. I heard I heard the I'm sorry for my mistakes, Jay-Z. You don't hear a lot of artists do that. Big facts. You really don't. And for him to like make a whole album about what he's been going through his life and how he's reflecting on his mistakes it's like nah i can respect that more than anything i don't care about no other rap song that man put out like every song on 444 i'm like nah i like i felt it i felt like it was a part of me like i could relate to some of these mistakes you know what i mean yeah
1: i definitely can understand that uh my favorite song off that album is uh, story of oj okay yeah, it hit me differently because he was like one of the lines, he was like, uh, O.J. Simpson was talking, he's like, I'm not black, I'm O.J. And I was like, Whoa. And at first it kind of went over my head and then I got to thinking about it. It was like, you know, especially the times we got going on now, you know, O.J. didn't really look at himself as black, black. But he was black, but he was above being regular black. He's like, so, you know, you know, Jay's at that level now where people don't really necessarily look at him as black. They look at him as that mixed category of he's some in between, but he's such a star that you can't really you, don't, you can say he's black, but it's like
0: it's Jay Z, So, right. uh, Yeah. Now what song hit me the most was 444. I ain't even gonna lie, that song hit me differently. I'm like, nah, like this Jay Z right now, like I can't believe this shit. Like get the fuck out of there. It's not home talking. But now, I was really reflecting, and I'm like, nah. I felt that song. That song was different. Right. Yeah.
1: He said he he woke up at 4:44, and he started writing that. Job. I was like, that's 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 crazy. Just yeah,
0: yeah, man. Uh, see, yeah, I, I I love I love that album, and that's why I feel like with me, like having so many mixings, I have like reflected on the artists that I started as. To who i am today and i feel like each tape it's five tapes total. each tape is rap yeah but it's like you could you can hear the elevation in the rap you know man I, I like that about myself i like the diversity you know what i'm saying i feel like if you ever gonna be successful you have to be diverse you can't be in the same lane forever now there are some artists that have stayed in the same lane forever but it ain't gonna work. For you. If it works for you now, it works for you. You know what I'm saying? Let me not shit on anybody that's doing it. If it works for you, it works for you. Just realize that your surrounding, your scenery will change. And if you don't, I had to have, I had to have somebody tell me one day like, "Yo, your music sounds too old school. Get with the times." Like get with the times. And I had to realize like, "Yeah, the scenery around me is different now. It's not just being lyrical. It's about." you know, drill songs. Like, you know, people talking that talking drill music. People like party music. People like turn up music. People like trap music. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. And I had to tell myself, damn, son, if if that's what's going on around me, I have to adjust to that. Not because I'm listening to other people telling me what to do. It's because that's the time that we're in right now. And I might have more listeners with, diversity then I
1: will just be in a one track. You know what I'm saying? Right, right definitely. Because you may be able to catch some eyes ear. They hear that, uh they hear that drill and they be like, Ooh, what is this? I like this. And they go, oh well hold up. Let me go look into some more of his work and they find, you know, three or four or five more, six or seven, eight more songs. I'm like, ooh, you know, I really like this. I like you know, he, he's normally like this but he still can hop in this land and still body it. so I understand. I got Cause I'm one of those people I, um, I like I like party and I like turn up music but I'm also an R&B person I'm also a singer I do a little uh, you know like Bryson Tiller like Trap Souls so I, I understand you know that like Tupac says sometimes you gotta do stuff for the ladies but at the same time you know R&B is what I grew up on you know that's something I I'm close and near and dear to even though I'm not that much of a singer I do as much as I
0: can Nah, and, that, and that's good. It's funny how you mentioned R&B, too, because my fourth mixtape was actually a whole mixtape dedicated to straight females. Like, the name of the mixtape is called Obsession. It's a diary for women. And basically, I just dropped, like, it was some short... It was a short uh, project. It was only, like, six songs, but I picked six different topics that I wanted to talk about that men and women go through on a daily, whether in relationship a relationship or, you, or you're single, whatever the case may be, or you married, Are you divorced, or you want to... You in a, in a situation with somebody that's not good. And that goes back to the, you know, the versatility. Like, women women love music like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, do a tape that's just dedicated straight towards ladies. Now, a lot of my male friends was like, damn, so you ain't think about us? It's like, nah, it's not that I ain't think about y'all. But they can relate to this more. You you can't relate to this, but they can relate to this a little bit more than we can. Well, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I understand that.
1: I'm gonna get that, you know, I don't care what I don't care what the uh males say. You know, once you like Tupac did, he put out those songs for the females, and guess what happened? The females start playing it around the males, and it's like, Oh, you know, he's a bop, I like this, okay. I was like, so, uh. I was like so it may
0: not be directly for you, but you gonna end up listening to it anyway. That's a fact. I tell people that. <laughs> And and that's interesting, because I always say, like, yo, women really do buy the music. You know what I'm saying? They do. They they buy the music. I might be wrong with this statement, but I kind of experienced this in the last four years. There are three categories of people that really, really buy the music. Women, gays, and whites. Them three. If you really, really think about it, if you think about it, women buy the music because they always want something that can relate to them. They don't want to listen to straight rap all day. They really support other genres of music. White people buy the music, of course, 100%. The gays buy the music. I always said if you have a gay fan base or if you have, you know, like, gay people in your fan base, no disrespect, like, your artist, you're going to go through the roof.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I definitely understand that. I definitely get that. Cause you know, them, them white suburban kids, they want to know what it feel like to be black. They want that oh, urban yeah. feel. They want that, they think when you, you know, you're doing whatever you're doing, that's all, That's what it feel like. So they, so they quick to listen to it. They quick to buy it. Cause they're like, well, all my friends listening to it. So I want to buy it too. So yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait get that yeah, When I say that shit, I'm like, nah, bro. Like how you just broke it down. You
0: got to think about it like that, man. You really really gotta think about once you make music like a that includes those three umbrella of people, you good. Right. You good. Yeah, definitely. You know what yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, um I had a few gay people coming to me, like, yo, I really love your music. Your music is dope, it's different. And yeah. they support. You know what I mean? Right. Like they really do support. I'm like, oh shit, I've never experienced that a day in my life. All right, big right. thing. All right, definitely.
1: I definitely get that. I said, because you know, I'm going to be honest. I said, people don't want to hear it, but niggas don't buy music. Because if they don't know you, they not listening to you. Exactly. Like, who is this? Like, Jay Lyrical. Who is this nigga? Casco. I've never heard of this nigga before. I'm not going to listen to his ads.
0: Exactly. And my shit free. My shit free, and they won't even listen to me. My shit on SoundCloud, that Piff, and YouTube. My shit free, and people still don't listen to me. So it's like, damn, imagine if you're trying to sell music and nobody knows you that shit is crazy like yo your sales is gonna look bad but once you cater to those three umbrella people yeah you'll be surprised. surprised
1: anyway you know we're gonna go ahead and hop into the uh you know the structure of the podcast you know i like to call uh what the fuck is wrong with black twitter you know so uh I know this down wood Atlanta, you had your girl with you. And this is something I wanna kinda of talk about. Uh I think it kinda of hits home to men a little bit, you know. Dr. Dre is going through his divorce and everything right now. And yeah. some of the things that's going on with him, his uh his ex wife or his wife, assuming the ex wife is asking for so much in spousal support until the the, the divorce is over. She's asking for like nine hundred thousand dollars. Entertainment, I'm like, what do you have $900,000 in entertainment for? 100,000 in, uh, I want to say like charitable donations, like there's like 125K, like 10,000 for uh, for laundry. Uh, The fuck are you washing? Yeah, she got like 100,000 for clothes. Like if I'm paying you, if I'm giving you $100,000 for clothes, you don't need $10,000 for laundry. Because everything you should be getting rid of everything as soon as you buy it. It don't make sense don't. to me. And you you're know, sure somebody, somebody explained to you. me was like, you know, there's a certain standard of lifestyle she's living to and she's accustomed. So she has to be able to keep that standard. I understand. At the oh, same well, time, I mean. there's uh, there's certain means to being greedy and you just kind of overdoing it, like, that's
0: a very right. number one. Fuck your standard. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your standard, cause that and, and the reason why I say this, you Dr. Dre's wife. I know you was getting PC of that bread for all these years that he's been making. What the fuck were you doing with your money? Is that that you need so much money right now? What were you doing? That's the problem with people. People don't think they don't invest. They don't move smart. And then when they get into these breakup situations, they ask them for so much because they're broke. That's like with Dwayne Wade's wife. I remember she was asking for Mad Brad with the the divorce and shit. And why are you broke? That's Dwayne Wade. Like, what the fuck were you doing with your money? So that's why, like, when, when I see issues like that, and situations like that, when they get into those, oh, this, 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 I want this, this, and that, I just look at it, I shake my head. I'm like, that's bad investing. That's bad spending. First of all, why do you need 10 grand for laundry? What the fuck are you washing? Like, what are you washing? I'm not gonna fuck about that Gucci, that Louis, that Fendi, that Prada, that, all that shit that people be wearing now, going broke wearing. Throw that shit in the laundry machine, bro. It's like, you're acting like you you, act like you you sending that shit back to Milan, Italy just to get that shit clean. Like, come on, son. Get the fuck right. out of here. I don't wear none of that shit because that shit don't support black people. That's number one. Two, is like, that's a regular shirt. Throw that shit in some cold water. Put some <laughs> soap in that shit. scrub that shit like you in Africa, man. Fuck out of here. 10,000. Fuck me. That shit is crazy. Yeah.
1: Shit that really killed me is like, how you gonna do 125K in charitable donations so I gotta give you money so you can give people money? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like,
1: yeah. You know, if you don't take a hundred
0: k at this uh, nine
1: uh, nine hundred thousand dollars and give it to
0: somebody, you don't stop playing with me. Like, what? yeah, no, it's too much. It, it's too much. And to me, it's like, damn, son. Like, like, damn. That's all I can really say is like, damn, bro. I pray to God I don't get in no situation like that. I pray to God that I continue to move smart, continue to think for me as a man, and uh-huh. continue to smart with who I'm with you know what I'm saying if you with somebody like that you know they like that you gotta think about the negative like damn son if we break up she gonna try to get half of this shit if not all this shit so I, I just pray that our, our black men and our black women you know just who's smart cause I know when Mary Mary J. Blige was going through her divorce her husband was asking for mad Brand, like her ex-husband I should say I'm like, what's with the what the fuck? Who are you? You moving like a woman right now? Like, what's up with hey. you? Hey. All right, so if, thank you, you. Girl, bro. I swear to God, and I say that's what people get for not thinking and moving the right way.
1: Yeah, like that—that's the one that caught me off guard too. Was Mary Jane Blige's mm-hmm. husband, well, ex-husband now, like you asking for all this spousal support? And you like? managing her for a little bit what you doing like what you business partners or something with her for a bit so all this money y'all was making together what was you doing with it like bro you you just blowing your money thinking oh well mary J is my wife so how this money don't matter like no like just in case rainy day even if you decide you want to blow some of that money take half of it put it in savings Maybe get some interest, whatever. Just in case a rainy day or something, or you decide, you know what? This is too much for me. I'm walking away. You still got your own money. When well, people don't think about the future, that's just the crazy part about it.
0: You know what it is? The celebrities—they don't believe in rainy days. They want to have those those sunshine vacations and shit so they can escape rainy days. Fuck oh, that. You grow up black, you know about rainy days, man. <laughs> big facts. Big <laughs> Know about rainy days when you grow up black like all you know is like yo save money for a rainy day we would sort that from young to save money you know not everybody not everybody believe in those rainy days i don't want those sunshine vacations without those rainy days i want to i want to know what it's like yeah
1: because you got to know that you got to be able to experience that that bottom that low before you can really appreciate that high because then if you don't no, uh, it's like, what am I doing this for? You're not gonna be able to enjoy it. Right? Even K.D. said it himself. He was like, you know, I won this championship, I won this ring, but it don't. It's not fulfilling. It's like, okay, it's nice, but what's next? Like he didn't feel like he really. It wasn't enjoyable. One. That's right. You know what's. You know it's
0: interesting because I felt like that about jewelry. When I bought my first Cuban link chain, I was like. And this shit fit nice. This shit look good after a while, but it's like, that's a regular chain, bro. Like, it ain't nothing crazy. Like, like even like when when I met you in um in Atlanta, I had this shit on. I was like, this don't make me as a person. It's right. nice to have on. It's cool to have, but what, what, what is this doing for me right now? It's doing nothing but making me a target. Big facts. That's what it's really doing. That's why I don't believe in like. Rolex watches and Audemars and shit like that. Like, I don't believe in shit like that. Like, what is that doing for me as an artist? It's not doing nothing. I'm gonna be that one artist or one of the few that don't wear jewelry in his music videos. Yeah, I
1: understand, this this is all I wear. I'm sorry, I don't wear nothing else.
0: Yeah, this shit don't do nothing. It ain't cool to have on, but it's like, after that, what's the point? What's the point? I know some people that be doing radio interviews. I was one of them. Go up there, like, two or three chains on, watch on, and I'm looking like, yeah, it's the image, but that's all it is, it's just an image. You can always be yourself, and I preach that to all my young women and young men that rap or that do music, just be yourself, man. Don't don't look like the next man. We got enough people that's trying to look like the next people. We got enough people in New York right now trying to sound like the South, and that shit is terrible. I shit is terrible. No disrespect to the South music. I love Southern music. I can dig me some Southern hip hop. But we New York. We got our own sound up here, right? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we trying to sound like other people. Like, nah, just stay yourself. And people feel like, oh, I'm gonna sound like somebody else because I'm gonna get more recognition or I'm gonna get more exposure. Yeah, but after that exposure is gone, you gonna start hearing yo, you sound like so and so, or you sound like this rapper, or you sound like this person. Ain't you from this place? You're not
1: supposed to sound like that. Yeah. yeah. Think about how many artists when we was down there, they sounded so much like Lil Uzi. Oh. Like oh.
0: sounded
1: like, looked, sounded like uh, what's his name? Sound like uh, or like a Trippy Red or like they a lot of them. They were good artists, but they sounded the same. I'm like, you know, this is good and all, but give me some variety. Right. Give me something else. Give me something. Give me something that's not, you know, typical. I want to hear something that's you. Don't give me something that you know everybody's going to like. That's cool to appeal to the fan base, but give me something that's going really, that really tells me about who, what your sound is versus it. not. this is just your sound. Okay, I can rock with it. I can dig with it. But at the same time, is this really who cool? you are or are you trying to sound like somebody
0: else? Ah, for real, for real. That, and that's what I always said, like, I love me. I love, I mean, everybody should love themselves, but I love me as an artist. Like I love me as a as a as a songwriter. Like, I don't try to sound like nobody else. Now, don't get me wrong. I will say this because I don't want to be hypocritical. I did do some drill music in this tape. I did. But I kept it lyrical. It wasn't like I said I was spinning blocks doing no dumb shit. I got ops. I don't have ops. I'm a grown-ass man. I have money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like you a grown ass man, you don't got no ops. You should be focused on money, you should be focused on your career, focus on life. Leave the dumb shit to the kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, let them do what they want to do. And I was just talking like real shit in the, in the mixtape. Like, yeah, it was drill type music, but I wasn't like on no, I'm shooting this person, I'm shooting that person. Or I run up to your block and do this, that, and the third. So, bro, I'm not running up to nobody's block. I'm getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to my job, bro. <laughs> 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 so it's <laughs> to run up to nobody's block, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I definitely understand that. Because, you know, somebody told me this uh, a little while ago, and I didn't understand what they meant. But it was like, it was like, you know, uh, rapping like that and trying to sound like that is good and all. But at the end of the day, once if you make it, somebody is gonna be like, you know what? He said he about it. Let me try him and see what he about. Mm. There you go. And I don't know if you like me. I don't have time for it. I was like, because once you once you go there, now now I gotta take your head off. Like, and I don't want to have to do that because I like being in my peace. I like being around my people. I like being mm-hmm. around cool collective chill back relax now you don't put me in a situation where i gotta act out of character it's not
0: necessary and just imagine if you never lived that life or if you've never been on that kind of been in that kind of situation and you're in it you would some people wouldn't know how to react Mm -hmm. like I've, i've had people you know we've all been in a fight here to you know once or twice in our life of course but that shit that some of these dudes is talking is like, nah, I'm cool, bro. I don't want that. I don't want that <laughs> energy around me. I don't want that negativity, man. I don't want to have to look over my shoulder everywhere I go. I can't go nowhere. I can't travel using public transportation. I always got to use an Uber to travel because I can't be seen in public. Nah, that shit, that shit is bad. I understand that. Because I was
1: listening to an interview today and, um, it was a Vlad TV, inter- uh, Vlad TV interview, and I can't remember the guy who was saying it. I think it was Chuck D. Okay. He was like, man, he was like, you know, we don't think about it like this. You know, when we go out, you know, the dudes be like, oh yeah, if we get into it, we all gonna jump on it. Like, but they don't really think it all the way out. They don't think about the end part about it, how the person's gonna react. It's like, cause you know, if they really thought about it, they'd be like, well, you know, when we go out here and we jump on this dude, I might die tonight. So if I die tonight, I need you to give. you can take all my shoes. You know, I got some money in the safe. Give that to my mom, make sure she's straight. Give, my, give all my jewelry to my sister, you know. Uh, you can give your girl my car because I know she need to eat to school. And I'm gonna go, before we go to the club, I'm gonna stop by and see my girl and kiss my son because I'm not gonna make it home tonight. I was like, if they really thought about it, they wouldn't do half the stuff that they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. But you know, everybody wanna be tough, everybody wanna be this, everybody wanna be that. It's cool. It's cool, like you know, it's it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cute. For a little while. Until that situation comes to you and you don't know how to handle it, then it's like, well bro, I thought you I thought you was right, I thought you was like that. What right? happened? <laughs> right, right, big facts, true. big facts. I'm cool. I told people, like, listen, I'm a grown-ass man, bro. I got no time to be putting myself in certain situations, to be out here shortening in my lifespan because of stupidity.
1: But, um, uh, all right. how do you feel about, I don't know if you heard, they had the hip-hop auction, like Artifact Auction, and, you know, that uh, crown that Biggie had, um, that joint sold for almost six grand.
0: Six grand or
1: 60? Six grand. That's embarrassing. Bruh, you realize that was a plastic crown? That joint was fake. The dude that's... got it from, he was it was in LA. The dude got it from a corner store for like less than six bucks. And that joke, that joint sold for six grand. Uh, that's crazy.
0: That go to show that go to show the disrespect. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. That's disrespectful. I didn't even know about that, actually. I honestly did not even know about that. That's crazy. I don't be paying attention to half the shit. Half the shit that be happening, I don't even be paying attention to everybody. Like, I will see it and don't see it, but I swear I did not not know about that. That's crazy. Six grand? Man, shit. (laughs) That's bad, that's bad. That's really, that's just, that's terrible.
1: Really, you think so? I mean, I get the fact that, you know, since Biggie was such a huge artist, but I figure, you know, for it being really material-wise, it's worth nothing, but...
0: That's why it's bad. That's why, to me, it's bad, because it's really priceless. Yeah, like, it's priceless. Like, that's like selling a Michael Jackson jacket for, like, five grand. Why? That's a part of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you just... History by doing shit like that. You spend a six grand to desecrate history, somebody's life, somebody's legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that—that's crazy to me. I didn't even know that. That's wow. Uh, that's, I you know—I honestly didn't
1: think about it like that. You know, that's—that's that's crazy.
0: You know. That, that's the only way I see it. Cause like, if somebody asks me, like, yo, what they would I like buy? you know, something of a, a late, you know, legendary rapper, I'd be like, nah, nah, like, that, if anything, let their family get that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they work for that, they earn that. They earn that legacy. That man put in work for years to build his reputation and build that legacy for himself, for his family, and for the culture. So why would you even sell that? Like that, wow. Because
1: right. his son could have kept that and, you know, Kept that in a case or something, or use that for, or, um, use that as a prop for a music video or album cover or something, just to keep. Cause that's just only keeps that he put together, his father,
0: right? And, know, and then I the person know. that bought it is doing nothing with it. Like uh, it's
1: gonna sit in a pla it's gonna sit in a glass case with probably a label saying Biggie's Crown, and that's about it. all it.
0: I hope that motherfucker got a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a receipt for that doing that dumb shit uh hope and pray you got a receipt. That's wow. That's crazy. I hope you I hope you write it off his business expenses. Cause... Right, facts. <laughs> Word for real <laughs> I think about that. Word Man listen, it's it's a lot of people that do a lot of dumb shit now these days, you know what I'm saying? Look, look at this whole Cardi this this whole Cardi B situation with offset. Megan the stallion getting shot by Tory Lanez. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in the in the world of hip hop and black I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's up. I stay in my own little world. I'm peaceful, I'm quiet, everything goes my way and I'm 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 not worried about nothing. I'm not stressed over nobody.
1: Man, definitely get that. You know, especially uh, that's actually something I was getting ready to talk about. You know, that Cardi B and Offset. You know, she's filed for divorce now, saying that you know she's tired of them arguing to go back and forth, and before it gets worse, she'd rather just leave. My personal I opinion. Respect that. respect that. I can respect it at the same time. When it comes to marriage, me, I'm old fashioned. You know, I never really saw my grandparents argue but I knew when they disagreed. I was right, like, so, right. you know, you're going to have those issues. You're going to have right. those things, especially now, since we're all pretty much cooped up in the house, those issues and those problems they're gonna arise a lot faster. They're the, you know, they're going to get on your nerves a little bit more. You know, even me and my mother now, we still, we get on each other's nerves, but guess what? At the end of the day, love that person that much, you going to stick and work it out. I was like, now, if it's to the point where it's truly that bad and you see that it's just that toxic, then I understand. But at the end of the day, you committed yourself to this person. You promised that commitment. You didn't just get married for no reason. You felt like, you know what? In my eyes, in the eyes of the law, and God, I'm committed to this person for life.
0: Two days two things, uh, and you mentioned one of them. Uh, You mentioned your grandparents, that's a different generation. That was the generation that married and stayed together, that worked through all the arguments, worked through all the disagreements. Nowadays people get married for clout. Like, no disrespect, when I saw that they got married, I was like, they ain't gonna last long, but hey, listen, who am I to think negative of somebody else's happiness, you know what I'm saying? But I think about it on a celebrity note, like, oh, oh man, they, they young. They don't know what they are doing. They still out here want to be active, sexually active. And you know, if she knew, she knew all Offset was cheating. She worked through it, yeah, but everybody get married just to say they get married. They break up the next month or two or three or four or five or six and it's like, hey, if what was the point of getting married? If it was that easy to divorce, why would you get married? But so this back to me, I mind my business. I stay in my uh-huh. own world. I'm quiet, I'm cool, I'm calm,
1: collected. <laughs> now you're not wrong. Good. mom you know, always told me, he's like, you know, things that, uh, everything that comes good don't come fast. He's like, so, you know, you know, as fast as it comes, as fast as it goes. So, yeah. You know, like you said, you know, they, did, they everything
0: with all that. It did got really materialized real fast. So maybe in the end, they just moved so fast to the point of where it wasn't meant to work out. real, for real. And that's people that, like I said, people that don't think things through, they don't know who they're getting with. I said, I'm cool, i want to make sure I know who I'm getting with. If I see, if I see things starting to go left, then I'm gonna move right. Right. But like, as you should, everybody should do that. You see things moving left, move right, but you don't want to be in a situation that you can't get out of, and then you start splitting stuff down the middle, and altercations happen, verbal and physical, and things are said back and forth, and you know that's how you end up in you know physical fights, and that's how some people end up getting killed. It's
1: crazy, ain't lying. Like you said, I can I can atone to that personally because I was just recently uh, engaged and, and that broke off in the last uh, couple of months because, you know, we were, we had our little differences, but, you know, uh, at the same time, you know, I had to reground myself and realize, you know, at the end of the day, I still got more growing to do. I still got some things I need to learn and I'm still in my, my journey, my process of becoming the man that I want to be, so... At the end of the day, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, you take them stripes and you learn, you keep moving.
0: So, oh, I agree. Hey, listen, ain't nothing to say to that. I agree. Ain't nothing more to say to that, but I agree. And when more people start knowing themselves and doing for themselves better, doing better for themselves, then they'll do better with everything else around them. Feel like that about you know wait 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 rest in peace pop smoke you know what i'm saying like i know what's going on in the streets out here with the with the you know with the little gang situation that's going on and i get mad at myself because it's like damn son if you have an option or you're in a position to tell somebody like yo chill the fuck out I feel like you should tell them I get mad when I see people that I know get into blessed situations and they carry that street shit with them and they end up in a situation. Now I'm not saying I knew pop personally, but I knew, I knew people that knew pop. You know what I'm saying? And I always say like, yo, if, if that's your mans, you know, your mans is in a blessed situation, tell them leave that street shit alone. You know what I'm saying? I feel like certain shit that you deal with in the street. You shouldn't bring with you to Hollywood. You shouldn't bring with you to, you know, your success. Leave certain shit alone. Even with the 6ix9ine situation, like, you know you wasn't about that life. Why would you bring that to your success? Why would you bring that to, you know, you making it? Why would you bring that to other people around you? You I'm saying? You're moving. You're moving stupid. You're looking stupid. You're putting people around you in negative situations. You're bringing negative energy around you the team and your crew, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, damn, son, and then you end up in a situation where you get locked up. You end up in a situation where, God forbid, your life is taken. you, know what I'm saying? So I feel like, damn, son, if niggas just leave certain shit alone, that'd be alright. Yeah.
1: like you said, you know, it's, and I was always taught as well, well, if you go on, if you're in the streets and you get an opportunity like that, and a position to move and make money and grow and be a better person, you leave that alone. And if the people that you are around are going to still do that, you do not include yourself in that because you are the primary breadwinner. So if worst come to worst, they need you to help them out, you can do that. But if you're in the middle of it, you can't help because you locked up too. Now all your money tied up, so what you looking like? Stupid as hell,
0: cause you in cuff just like that. Exactly. Exactly, but you know, some people gotta learn young. Uh, I respect the people that learn young and learn, you know what I'm saying? Like you learn young, you learn from your mistakes not to make them again. But to everybody else that wanna keep doing the same stupidity, hey man. (laughs) What can you say?
1: Anyway, uh, you know, let's move on to the media and what's going on in the, uh, the news right now. I call it the vanilla world. Uh, that's the white folks' world. Uh, man, how do you feel about this? Uh, these people talking about they got the uh, uh, cure for corona now. They got a, uh... you
0: got a cure. Listen, they got a cure for everything. It, 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 it pays it's more expensive to cure people than to keep them sick. So, when you know a little bit about pharmaceuticals and you you know, you know, hear a couple things here and there, you know, you understand that it costs so much to cure people rather than to keep them sick. Like, this is a virus. A virus goes away, you know what I'm saying? But with the fact that now it's a cure. They've been had the cure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm mean? saying? They've been had the cure. It just costs money to heal people than it does to keep them sick. I don't like speaking on the Corona topic, only because I lost I lost the program director I used to work with to Corona. So I was like, damn son, it's, like, it's, a, it's a fucked up thing. But it's just interesting how this world works. Like there's always some shit when there's an election. If you think about it. Did Ebola come out? Uh Did the West Nile virus come out? Uh The H1N1 flu, you know what I'm saying? Like all these shit, Uh SARS, all the shit that came out throughout the years. It's like, hey, and then look what happens. A virus comes out. This is the last year for the president. He gives out a stimulus check to help people. You know what I'm saying? That's just another way for people to vote for you, bro, just to say that you did something. Exactly. I don't, I don't be paying this shit no mind. Like, I pay it mine because it's real, but I don't like, I don't get scared with certain things like this. Like, I work as a teacher. You know what I'm saying? I had a student sneeze in my face and I was sick for like four days. I was like, damn, son, did I, did I like low-key catch COVID and didn't know about it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, son, but but hey, I, I will never know. You know what I'm saying? I will never know. But it's just interesting how everything works out. Like COVID happens, you shut everything down. So the government is not getting their tax money. Right. Now it's like, oh, now we can have everything back open with limitations. You have to be six feet apart. You gotta wear a mask. Oh, now things are opening now. You can eat outside now with restaurants. At one time, restaurants was completely shut down. Now you can do outdoor dining, okay? So it's just like, the government is not getting funded. They're not getting their money with everything closed. They're not getting their tax dollars. That's why everything is starting to really open back up. But like I said, I don't talk too much about shit like that because I know I know, I know, know what comes with that, you know what I mean? But it's just crazy. Now there's a cure, there's been a cure. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just like, um, like me and my father talk about this all the time. Like, um, like, you know, they're, they have the, uh, I can't remember the word for, but, um, like the, like, um, I forgot what they're called. But the people, they're like the, um, they're people that have cures and stuff like, uh, Dr. Seppi, I can't remember exactly what they're called. Holistic, holistic cures. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, all these people, you know, he talks about how he has cures for HIV, cures for, you know, herpes, cures for, you know, cancer and all this stuff. And I was like, But, you know, like me and my father always talked about, you know, the people rather make money off of treating you than curing it itself. Because if I can make money off of you for the rest of your life, you know, that's money I'm continuously getting versus I give you a dose one time and you straight. So I, I guarantee you this vaccine or whatever they got, it's gonna be just like the flu shot. Every year they're gonna want people to come around, they're gonna want, oh, come come on, get this uh, corona uh, corona vaccine. Come on, get it again, come on. Because they know for damn sure if we can instill fear in enough people to feel like, oh, if I get this, I get this, I'm gonna be out, I'm gonna be sick, I'm gonna be hurt I'm gonna die. You know they're gonna be like, oh, I can. they making, they constantly making money, they constantly making money, just like you said, you know, they, you know, the government shuts down for so long, then they open it back up, and they start opening stuff up. And I was looking at something, and it was talking about how, you know, the government, they said they lost so much money, but once they start opening everything back up, they gave these people these twelve hundred dollar checks, the unemployment money. They said they tripled their investment. Was like So every all that money they lost, they tripled it three times as much as they would have made before. I'm like, so y'all don't see the pattern, the pattern that they're doing? Like, it's just exactly. all a part of their plan.
0: Exactly. Like, come on now. Exactly. This is why I be saying, I don't believe half the shit that goes on in this world. Well, I believe it, but I'm not scared of it. I already knew this was going to happen. I'm like, they're going to start opening stuff back up like they open schools back up. It's like, why? Oh, because the schools are not getting funded when they're closed, that's right. So it's like, oh, so corona ain't that deadly no more is what you are trying to tell me. I can <laughs> eat at restaurants around people I don't know. I can go back to work and I can work around kids that are prone to sickness. I could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, um, We in New York, during the corona, they shut down the trains for four hours for like overnight cleaning and made the buses free. Now, ever since like August, I want to say 31st, or like late August, right before September, they started charging New Yorkers to get back on the bus now. So, corona's was deadly enough for me to take the shit for free. That was not deadly no more, I gotta pay for the shit. Come on now. <laughs> like, really? like, quick. This is what I'm saying. It's a money game. Nobody was getting their money. And and our transit system here in New York was complaining how they lost, same thing like you said about the government. They lost millions of dollars because nobody was riding the train and nobody's riding the buses. So now all of a sudden, oh, we're going to charge people for buses. But the trains are still not running 24-7. So I guess COVID really ain't that bad right now, huh? It's, It's crazy to me. It's really weird. I'm weird, I'm weird. But hey, what, what what do I know, right? I'm just a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I always say that. I'm like, what do, what do, what, what do I know? Right. I just to pay attention to the signs, pay attention to the patterns, and just think back when shit was bad at one point, what was the solutions back then? And That's if right. it was the same solution multiple times, you gotta put one-on-one together for this one. Hell
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I don't really have much more to talk about with the news and everything. You know, uh, this is the last part of the podcast. You know, I always talk about it. It's called What the Fuck is Wrong? You know, I kind of came up with the idea because, you know, everybody always says, you know, what the fu- You know, black people always joking and laughing. They're like, oh, something wrong with that boy. So he's just so crazy. Something wrong. So the last part I call is what the fuck is wrong with me? And normally I just kind of talk about what's going on with me and what I'm dealing with in the day-to-day life. But you know, I don't really have too much going on right now. I just, you know, I'm just chilling, working, you know, doing my podcast, still working on my music. You know, before I was, well, I'm still working on my uh, EP that I'm working on right now, you know. Uh, I kind of had to restructure it because before I kind of did a lot, I was thinking more so uh, high energy, party type vibe EP something to get people going but then I realized nobody's going out everybody's at home you know that's good to listen to in a car but people at home was like, what is, right now what is really there to get excited about you can have a couple songs like that but it's not really you know it's not really what it's about I'm kind of in the process of restructuring that and working that out now but other than that you know, I'm just doing my thing. You know, like That's I said, through a breakup. Uh, but, hey, I was down and out for a little bit. I had to take a break to get myself back together my mental health straight. But now, you know, I'm really learning how to uh, love myself and really learn how to uh, depend on myself a little bit more. You know, I, I heard a quote. I'm always saying I heard quotes. Uh, other, uh, yesterday, you know, uh, it was uh, shout out to this podcast called My Future Wife Podcast and this uh, one lady that was on there, I can't remember her name, she said, you know, you should get to the point where you love yourself so much that whoever else you love is getting the overflow. And I understand it and she was like, yeah, because you love yourself so much that they get the overflow. You're not pulling from yourself. You're not taking away from what you need and they can get the overflow Then everybody else around you can get what they need they can get that love. And I kind of brought me back to my grandmother, God yeah, rest her soul, you know, she passed in 26, uh, 2015. And it just made me think, wow, my grandmother had eight grandchildren and we could all That's be in the at the same time. And she could love all of us at the same time. So that shows you how much she truly loved herself. And, you know, it just makes you think and makes you realize, you know, how strong people are that you didn't realize were strong.
0: So, yeah, that's good, And then, And you know what? That's a legacy that you carry for yourself for what you're doing. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm saying it's always about legacy. I feel like that about anything we do. Like, I'm gonna put the music aside. Even with me, like, I wanna have a legacy. I want my kids to live off my, like, live off their last name, not their first name. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely continue to do what you're doing if it's working for you, you know what I mean? Why stop it now? Everything that I'm doing right now is working for me because I'm working at my own pace and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not signing no label. I don't have no paperwork with no, um, nobody in the industry. So I'm doing everything at my own pace. I'm not being rushed. I'm not being targeted. I'm not being clocked by nobody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you got to do what you do, especially for you and your music. And yeah, what you're doing with your podcast i definitely definitely
1: appreciate this yeah no problem no problem man i had to reach out because you know definitely once i started this i wanted to reach out to uh, a lot of the people that i thought was dope and you know when i uh, saw you and i because i know you were there friday night and you were there sunday and i was like you know hey i fuck with his music i like him he seemed like a real cool dude he's not you know he's not like everybody else around here they just trying to be all up in everybody's face but you're still networking you're not being rowdy you had you had about an inner peace in you. And it was, you seemed very, you knew who you were and you knew what you wanted to do. And I respect that because a lot of them, they were in there, they were just getting drunk, getting loud, getting rowdy, jumping around, screaming. Crazy. <laughs> I'm like, Burn, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> this is not your city, sit down. No, no, yo, let's talk about that. Cause I thought about that shit too the other day. I was like, damn, that, that Sunday show, Everybody was looking the same in that motherfucker. Like a lot of people was looking the same. I was like, what? I ain't gonna tell nobody, but uh I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like I'm looking at people in the crowd, I'm like, that motherfucker's got colorful hair. That motherfucker got on jewelry that you know ain't real. Like I'm like, yo, man, shit. I'm like, nah, so I came in there regular, man. I brought the New York to it. I had my Timberland boots on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying, like I, I went in there like a real New York. I went in there like me. I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, you know what man. I showed everybody that was in the, that was in the spot. You know what I'm saying, I feel like that. That's one thing too. Like as an artist, when you're performing, I feel like the first thing when you do doing a showcase, is to show everybody love, cause we all there for the same reason. The networking, possibility of winning whatever prize that's on the line, whatever the case may be. But I feel like the, the best grand prize for me was to get to know most of y'all that was in attendance. Oh, yeah. I don't really care about the money. Like, I know the prize for maybe coaching them that Sunday was like $1,000. I ain't give a fuck about that $1,000. I'm like, yeah, if I won, that would have been nice for my career. But at the same time, it's like, nah, it's about networking and meeting people like yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know what the fuck might happen.
1: Big facts, big facts, because I can yeah, said. You know, uh the one we had here, you know, I end up I think the one in DC, I think I end up placing third or whatever, but um the biggest connection I made was with Lucy Lou, you know, the person that uh, the person with B Moss that put yes. the connection together and she was like, you know, out of everybody here, I remembered you the most, not even from your performance. It was just your energy. Cause I'm over there with her cracking jokes, laughing, we were over there rolling, just talking. Like you left an impression. It's all about leaving an impression
0: on people. It's all about people to remember who you are. That's a fact. Boy, that, that, and that was one thing I think I had it to too. I was like, I ain't care about the prize. I just wanted people to know who Jalen was. I think my Friday, because I performed. um I performed Friday. I really came down there for the Friday show. I didn't know about the Sunday show till after. And I was addressing the crowd. I was like, you know, everybody, stay blessed. Good luck. I said, but one thing you're going to remember after I finish on your here, you're going to remember that name, Jay Liverpool. more than anything. You'll remember anything about me, what I said, what the name of my song was. You're going to just remember me as a person. And I feel like that's what matters the most. you just remembering me as a person. Definitely. Definitely. I can respect that. Definitely.
1: Well, uh, you know, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, you know. Uh, great interview, great topics. You know, I loved your opinion on
0: everything. Hello. dope. I appreciate this, man. Thank you, thank you. Nah, thank you for the opportunity. And like I said, I'm here, so whenever you want to round up J-Lyrical part two, man, I'm here.
1: Say, say less, say less.
0: I'm here. I'm <laughs> here, brother, but I'm up yeah, We're going to get up out of here. We're going to leave on this note. Stay positive. Stay blessed. Never give up. The sky's the limit. Exactly. You know what I'm mean? mm. saying? That's all, that's that's all.